Hello, hello, good morning. This is Lisa Nickel, and I'm your host of the Sacred and Rooted podcast. Welcome, and I'm glad you're here. Uh, I took a little break there, uh, a little rest, uh, which is really funny because I had written out some episodes and forgot what this one was about until <laughs> I started refreshing, rereading it, and thinking, oh, this is perfect. Of course. So this episode is called Redefining Rest. Three ways rest will change your life. And so it was all brought on by um, an Instagram post that I saw a while back uh, from the Life on Purpose movement. And they had literally redefined rest as in a dictionary explanation. And so it's rest is the act of sinking deeply into who you are instead of hustling for who you think you should be. And so again, let's redefine rest as the act of sinking deeply into who you are instead of hustling for who you should be or think you should be. And that hit me so hard. Uh, it was, it's perfect. That's absolutely perfect. And so I am a recovering hustler for sure. And my astrologer would argue that my sun and Mars placements create some sort of natural born urge to have, you know, to move towards goals and, you know, doing things and creating and just having something on the go at all times. Um, However... I consider myself recovering because I'm much more self-aware now about when my interest to achieve a goal is sourced from within me and when it's sourced from my ego or when it's sourced from an external thing that's basically dragging me around, (laughs) dragging me forward. And so... Let's just refresh ourselves again with that awesome, awesome definition. Rest is the act of sinking deeply into who you are instead of hustling for who you think you should be. And so how many times in your life have you found yourself in need of rest, but you just keep going at the pace that you were before? You know, I'm raising my hand here. I'm, that's totally been me. And it still is me sometimes. There's, it's not perfect. It's a work in progress. Um, and so the question is why? You know, have you kept going? Why have I kept going in spite of our, you know, our intuition, our gut telling us, like, whoa, we need to, like, slow down here? And so it could be, you know, you don't want to disappoint someone. You don't want to drop a ball. You want to see, you know, you want others to see yourself as committed to whatever is needs to get done. You want to prove your worth to someone or prove your belonging to something or some organization. These are all examples of external sourced reasons that drag us along for the ride. Uh, and so, you know, I can give you a thousand examples, but I'll give you a couple (laughs) just to make it more literal. Um, You know, 
you know, as an example, one example, when my boss at work can, you know, they keeps downloading more responsibility, more deadlines, more projects, um, because I always get it done and it's done well and it's done pretty timely, uh, without much issue. And so as a boss, he's probably thinking, this is great, you know, keep going like she can handle it so she'll keep handling it eventually though we get to a point where we're tired and we're overworked and your boss isn't gonna know unless you speak up and so we can get ourselves into a real good uh stressful kind of spin because we're not sure we should speak up it'll rock the boat it'll change things obviously Um, And of course, our minds are going to sort of like the worst case scenarios. Uh, Another example could be when a girlfriend asks for more and more favors, just, you know, can you help me with this? Can you do this? Uh, Can you take my kids for a minute? Um, And just, it's always one sided, though. It's just always her asking for things and nothing is coming around in return. Um, Another example could be spending time with your partner. Uh, maybe there's been a stretch where you haven't spent much time together and so you're trying to, you know, you want to get back into a healthier balance. Um, but in, at first you're sitting there exhausted because you've been doing other things that are not like vacations and just resting. (laughs) And so, you know, and the last example I have is, you know, volunteering for commitment. So whether it's at work or your kid's school or wherever in your community you know there's always people that are looking for volunteers because there's a lot of things um, that run on volunteer labor and you're you know if you're already overdone you're already overdone and saying no though you know you feel bad you don't you know it seems like a great thing it would be awesome to be a part of um And so you sort of get weaseled into it, but the whole time you're, you know, you said you would do it, but you're thinking, oh man, like, why did I say I would do it? This is just, yeah, I should have never said I would do it, but here you are. And so then you don't want to drop a ball. You don't want to be uncommitted to what you say you will do. You want to follow through. And so you end up doing it with grumbling under your breath the whole time, like late at night or whatever. And so these are just some examples of how we can get into like a real rut of overextending ourselves, needing rest, but just completely overriding that for, for others. Uh, and so I think, you know, at this point, I just want to, you know, have us check in with our bodies because this I don't know if listening to those examples probably didn't relax you, but maybe brought up some other examples that you have in your own life. And so, you know, how is your body feeling? Is it feeling relaxed and just chill? Or is listening to that sort of making you feel tenser, (laughs) a little stressed, a little tighter in your chest maybe, or like a churning in your belly? Like... We need to, as women, begin to really pay attention to the signs that our body is giving us 
um, in correlation with everything else uh, so that we can really begin to move in the world in a way that um, is most empowering for us so that we can bring forward our gifts and our magic and our love uh, in a in an in um in a way that's coming from an overflow and not like a you know basically like a poof of dust because we're so overextended and so how can we move from you know the hustler mentality um that society kind of really seems to you know, acknowledge and appreciate and like kind of almost put on pedestal to having healthy boundaries around rest. And so this is the crux of the podcast episode today is, you know, not that there's only three ways, but these are just three ways to give you sort of an intro into it um, on how you can move more deeply into rest. And so the first way and probably I would say the most important one um, is to literally decide to make yourself a priority in your life. This one is huge because it will turn it'll turn a lot of things around. And so there's a bit of an impact there, <laughs> but it's all for the better. And just let some people have some time to adjust to the to the change, but to make yourself a priority in your life. And so that can look totally different potentially than the way that you have your life working right now, because it is so, so easy to fall into, you know, what are the kids doing? They need to do this. They need to go here. They need to go there. And so it's like those ones you know, maybe are a priority over your things that you like to do. Um, maybe your partner's things that he wants to do or is a priority over yours. Uh, the house needs to get this and that done to it and cleaned up and whatever. And everyone else is gone because I've dropped them off everywhere. <laughs> and so like now I'm sitting here doing it by myself. So there's, there's so much to unpack there. But the point would be at any given moment during your day, if you have a decision to make, you know, on like putting whatever on the calendar or, you know, let's do this or that this evening, just check in with yourself for a second and say like, really, what do I feel like doing? Or how could this, like one of my earlier podcast episodes, how could I make this work better for me? And so a lot of times it doesn't mean that you do all of it. It means you ask for help or like can someone drive someone over there instead of me can you know maybe I'll we you know maybe I can visit a friend in between while the kids are doing whatever they're doing um so that you get a little nourishment and a little rest and a relaxation um or do some chores that you need no need to be done so that the next day then you can rest um and this depending on where you're at with it it can be as simple as deciding and then from there just checking in with yourself uh, to make sure that you're still kind of on track and you're holding that priority. Um, but if you're really struggling with some more layers to that, 
um, you know, coaching is a great way to bring this forward because your coach is basically someone who is going to cheerlead for you and be your cheerleader. And so if there's little to no support in your life as far as having a cheerleader, as you make these changes, a coach can be a great, um, you know, thing to, thing to incorporate in your life. Um, some therapy maybe, depending on the patterns and how long held they are and maybe they're familial probably are familial but you know depending on where you're if you're feeling stuck in some kind of way that uh feels deeper than um you know maybe a coach can go with you or or a friend or whoever um but to to make the commitment to yourself and then from there the answers will come to you the resources will um become available you'll be open to them and so you'll you'll begin to see sort of where the next step is uh and so and again like changing that in your life can be there can be a lot of ripples and so just give the people in your life right now some time to adjust because most likely they're not going to be just like awesome, great, I'll do, you know, I'll do that instead of you, and da-da-da, because they're so used to the way things are going, it's like everyone's kind of role has been, you know, trained into them to some degree, and so a change is sort of like, oh, well, why wouldn't you do that? Like, you've always done that, and and so there'll all be some grumbling, especially from your kids, (laughs) Um, but like, they'll get over it pretty quickly, and just fall into the new thing and honestly um especially kids like they they enjoy being part of the family unit and so even though I mean they I don't know if they'd say they enjoy the chores but but it gives people a sense of belonging when they're they have a responsibility and um and they do it and it's like okay great now you know the family works better when everyone contributes to it so frame it that way. <laughs> and maybe when they're older, they'll be like, that was a great idea. <laughs> and so here's some simple, simple, you know, examples as far as putting yourself first. You certainly don't have to, you know, walk into your house today and just sit there and tell everyone, like, put, you know, put the mallet down on the table, coffee table and say, here is the way the world's working now. It can be baby steps. And the more, uh, the more you get comfortable with the baby steps, the bigger the steps get. And so I think this is more of probably like a holistic way of doing it, uh, because it's not so jarring and not so like big and bold, but depending on your style, if your style is big and bold, then do what's what works for you. Uh, this is kind of where you have to take any, well, any advice anybody gives you kind of with a grain of salt as far as, you know, through your filter of who you are, what, what would you take from that? And what would you say? "Eh, No, that's not totally for me. Um, but to make it your own. So here's some examples of just, you know, super simple things. And honestly, you know, I've always thought of myself as a rather outspoken person and, and that's true. Um, externally, like, in my job in in the world 
uh, in situations. I am outspoken. Um, but in my family life, I'm less outspoken, I've noticed, <laughs> than I thought I was. Um, because some of these baby steps I've been doing over the past few years uh, since we moved in together, and they seem so small to me, but then when I do them, it's like, eh, hopefully everything, hopefully whatever, like nobody really notices or cares. But then when I do them, I'm kind of like, oh yeah, okay, you know, I, I did that next, because now I'm kind of on a roll. And so here's some simple examples of ways you can just literally speak up for yourself, um, because it's a lot like it's a lot like marketing in a way where if you aren't making yourself the priority, it's like really there's nobody else who's going to speak better for you than yourself. And if you don't make your position known or your priorities known or whatever, you know, the idea of somebody who's going to read your mind and just be able to like you know, create a life that you just love without your input is really, really, really slim to none. And I would say probably none. Uh, so really take this seriously. This is your life and you are the priority in your life. You have a reason for being here. That is not to be a doormat and just, you know, everybody's, you know, the like, I guess, like, the picker-upper or the finisher of all the loose ends kind of thing. That is not your reason for being here. All right, so the examples of how to make yourself a priority in, like, baby steps. So, number one, next time someone asks you what restaurant you want to eat at, literally just say what your preference is. And you may be laughing, <laughs> but... It's too funny the amount of times um, that it's just like, eh, it doesn't matter, whatever you want, you know? And maybe it's not a restaurant thing for you, but maybe it's some other part of your relationships where it's just like, whatever you want. And I used to just write this off as, you know, like my partner, he loves food, he loves cooking, he loves it a lot more than I do. And so... That's what I wrote, like, that's kind of how I wrote it off was, well, it's way more of an event for him um, than for me, because it's not, like, I could go to almost any restaurant and I'm not gonna, the food is not the experience for me, it's the people that are there. And so, so I got into this rut where I literally, like, would never say, where do I really feel like eating? And, but then I found myself eating at places where I was like, you know, I wasn't really feeling like pasta again because he loves pasta. Uh, you know, so what would it hurt if we went to some restaurants that I like too? And not that I didn't like those ones. They just weren't, it's like, if someone's going to ask you, what would you prefer? Just say what you would prefer. And then they can either say, wow, that's like really not what I was thinking, but you know, there's like compromises. And so you can go to yours next time or go to yours this time and go to his next time, whatever. But it's just more interesting in a relationship when you can just be honest and say what you think and say what you feel. And the other person does the same and you actually have a relationship that's built on honesty and 
you know, like that they actually know that you don't, you know, what if, well, that was the other thing I started thinking of was, uh, what if there's something that you just never say what you really thought? And then like 20 years later, you somehow it comes out that you didn't really like pasta ever. <laughs> and they're like, what the hell? We've been eating pasta for like 20 years and you never said anything. Like, isn't that crazy? So, so making yourself a priority isn't actually, you know, it's, it's what people want. Like if someone loves you and someone is interested in relating with you, they want to know you. And so let them like give them that gift of knowing you because you're worth that. And so that's one simple example. Um, next time someone asks you to do something, if you're already feeling overdone and overworked, say a simple like, thanks for thinking of me, but I'm overcommitted right now. And leave it at that. Like, you don't need to over explain everything and just get into all the details and start complaining about how much stuff you have to do. Just a super simple like, thanks for thinking of me, because I mean, obviously, it's nice that someone's thinking of you. Um, but like, I, I just can't fit in right now. You know, I really uh, sorry, but that's it. Um, and there you go. You're thanking them. You're letting them know that you can't do it. Because the thing is, there hopefully, there's probably likely somebody else who can do it, who would probably more joyfully do it because they aren't overcommitted. And so you're all, it's, it's like, it's not a big problem. It's just a minor thing. It's just a communication, an incidental one. And it's just, no thanks, I'm overcommitted. Thanks for thinking of me though. Um, and then your lives go on and you'll probably get asked to do another thing at some point and it'll be, all be good. It's not some giant offense. The person's going to be like, man, they can, you know, I asked them and they said, no, I can't believe it. It's just like, I think sometimes we build stuff up in our heads like that a little bit too, a little bit too much. Anyway, so the other thing is, uh, another example of making yourself a priority. You know, if you're feeling like you're craving some quiet time to refuel, don't ignore it. Um, you know, let your kids watch a movie, let them play on the freaking video games you know, and just give yourself some time to do your own thing. Uh, and you might be surprised at how, you know, a half an hour, how refreshing that can be. Um, and then you come back to your life and your responsibilities and it's like, you know, a totally different mood, a whole different person. This is where I find dancing really, really good because you can really move some energy with some music and just, you know, moving your body and letting whatever feelings of, you know, wherever you are in your day, um, just move through and, and then come back to your day a totally different mood, a totally, not a totally different person, but like refreshed. And so, you know, I used to... I mean, my kids are older now, but when they were little, you know, sometimes if they were doing something that they just kind of needed a time out for, you know, we'd sit them in the room or in a corner somewhere and, 
you know, they used to joke like, well, you know, we're going to keep an eye on you and make sure that you're always behaving. And, you know, then we'll put you in the corner if we see anything. And, you know, I'd sit there and just laugh at them. And I'd be like, you guys, if you want to put me in the corner any day, (laughs) I'm totally there. But you have to promise you won't disturb me. (laughs) And they just totally did not get that joke. Anyways, maybe they do now. I don't know. But at the time, they'd be like, what? How could you look so happy to be in the corner? (laughs) Anyway, and so the second, uh, the second thing after putting, you know, the commitment or the decision with yourself to make yourself a priority is to allow yourself to literally rest. Um, get more sleep probably would be like the first thing. Um, maybe your kids can make their own lunches in the mornings. Maybe they can make them in the evenings and be ready for the mornings. Maybe you don't need to watch as many shows before bed or like scrolling on your phone too long. Um, like get creative and see the outcome as non-negotiable. So if you think to yourself, you know, okay, I need to get more rest. I'm committed to getting some more rest. And then immediately your mind's like, yeah, but you have this to do and that to do. And holy smokes, like you don't have any time for this other thing. And like, how could you possibly get more rest? So right away, you're like rolling into like a spiral of just that's impossible, basically, right? But I want you to stay open to the like fact that at any given moment in your life, infinite possibilities surround you and so if you're getting into a situation where there's like a black and a white answer so it's either you can rest and like shit will hit the fan the whole world will fall apart or you do not rest and somehow the whole world is held up on your shoulders then you are not seeing all the possibilities there's a sacred third There's something in the middle there that is the actual sustainable solution for you. And so the only way that we can, you know, really get to that part of the answer is to make, to, I guess, to see what we want to have happen. So we want to be able to rest more. And so it's like the outcome that's going to happen. We are going to rest more. And so then you go about and you frame your day or you frame your week and you're looking for like ways, like how can I rest more? And once you start opening that question up and (coughs) excuse me, sorry, that, um, like the fact that it's possible and you're just looking for, some solutions to that you will come up with solutions to that you'd be surprised at how quickly solutions will come for that and so it's like you're brainstorming with your mind you're kind of tricking it a little bit because instead of it going down the spiral of like I have no time anyways how am I ever going to get more rest it's like no I'm going to rest more how do I need to organize my day? How can I organize my week? How can I whatever to incorporate more rest? I'm committed to resting more. 
because I'm making myself a priority and this is important to my health and well-being. And so even if you want to bring a girlfriend over or any, like whatever, some friend, some family, somebody who is not going to talk to your limiting beliefs, but talk to your possibilities and, and to brainstorm, like maybe you could do this, maybe you could do that. And to open you up and start seeing like the other things. And again, it goes back to number one where things will have to be different. A little bit different here and there and so you are going to have to communicate the importance of what you're committing to to others so that they understand why something is changing or why you you know why you want to change it from whatever it was before and so that's just part of gaining confidence in yourself and really um you know, this is important to me. And so I'd like it to be extended into the actual physical experience of my family life or my work life or whatever it is. And so that would be number two would be to literally get more rest because I think as a general population, like we don't get enough rest and sleep or even just resting, like, you know, reading a book or sitting in the backyard and walking through nature at a slow pace, just kind of like really taking it in, um, just having some quiet time to not take in anything other than just like, ha, huh, okay, I have some space. Um, it's just so good for your mind, your mental health, your, your, um, like the way you view the world, it, it just gives you, it releases you from some of the, what may seem like never ending stress and pressures and responsibilities. And so that is, uh, it's, it's great for your mental health, but secondarily for your physical health. Uh, so that's number two, allow yourself to literally get rest. Uh, your family, your friends will probably find that you're actually even more enjoyable to hang out with than they knew <laughs> than before. And so there will be positive changes to this. Very initially, there may be like, oh, well, why do I, you know, why do I have to bike to soccer practice? Why can't you just drive me? And it's like, well, if you bike, it's only five minutes from here, then you can go play soccer, come back. It's going to be great. I can rest in the meantime. <sighs> All right. Uh, so that's number two. Number three is meditation. Uh, now studies show that when you're in a deep meditative state, it's the same thing as our sleep state, like a deep sleep state. So we are doubling down on rest, <laughs> which is already awesome. And so... Yeah, meditation is almost like the most magical thing you can think of, except for, well, I think it is the most magical thing, but whatever, I'm biased too. Um, and so when you, you know, if you need to, it's similar to number two where it's where I mentioned, you know, just having some quiet space. 
you don't have to meditate on a mountain. You don't have to meditate in the forest. You don't have to, you can meditate in your friggin' room. You can meditate in the bathroom. You can meditate in the laundry room, wherever you can find some space where it'll be uninterrupted. And it doesn't have to be for two or three hours at a time. It can be for like 10 minutes. It can even be for five if you really need to. Um, get yourself some door signs. Like I have some door hanging signs that I use um, if the kids are all around and I really don't want, because you want to be able to relax into yourself. And so you don't want to be thinking half the time, like, are the kids going to run in here any minute and like interrupt and that'd be kind of jarring. So I got myself some door signs. They can all read at this point. If your kids can't read, you could just draw some kind of thing and say, this is, this means mommy's meditating. (laughs) So don't come in. Don't, unless you're on fire, um, or the house is on fire or something, you know, completely health and safety related is happening. Um, like it's 10 minutes, it'll be fine. Uh, and so meditation is beneficial on so, so, so many levels, uh, physical health and mental health. And I'll do a couple of future episodes on this because there's so many things that it's good for that probably like one episode for physical health and one for mental health. Um, But just for now, know that basically like if you have anything that's a physical health issue for you, meditation will help it. If you have anything that's a mental health issue for you, meditation will help it. Like you are going from the world that we live in is chaotic. Like it's, there's so much information coming at us. There's so many things to be distracted by. There's endless demands, like it's so much. And, and it's not like, and then there's so much tragedy and just heartbreak. And so it's a lot. And if you never allow yourself to leave that space and really come back into your, your timelessness, like connect with your soul, this world can be literally soul destroying. And so, so to give yourself some time, it doesn't have to be every day, but like some kind of regular intervals, um, you know, every couple of days or whatever, every two days, every three days, three times a week, two times a week, every five days a week, whatever you can see that fits in for you, even if it's in the car, literally in the car is where it is sometimes for me. Um, because I just drive around so much with the kids. (laughs) They're almost, they've almost got the driver's license. So that I think will be a big bonus. However, until then, sometimes it's in the car. Um, but but yeah, like to just allow yourself to get quieter, allow yourself to remember your inner wisdom, your soul to connect with your infinite timeless wisdom is a treasure. And, and that's what wants to come out into this world. And if we're like so distracted and so overwrought with like the 3D things that are coming at us in this physical world we can easily forget and override and just minimize the real magic that can happen from 
um, connecting with our souls, our hearts, our, you know, our wisdom, our timeless wisdom, because where we, where our souls, you know, the, the information, the wisdom, the, in the knowledge that we can gather and, and receive from our intuition, from our soul is, um, it's like, un, it's so much more than what we can get from like our mental, logical mind. And so the more we foster that, the more magical, the more synchronistic, the more, um, the more the world will open up to you, uh, in, in a lot of really amazing ways. So meditation, in case that word freaks you out and kind of, you know, puts you off a bit, it can be literally as simple as sitting down, get comfortable take some deep breaths my favorite breath is the four count breath so you breathe in by four you breathe out by four and then you can focus on a mantra to help quiet the mind and so instead of thinking about a thousand things you're only thinking about one thing and it's your mantra and it the simplest mantra for me is the so hum mantra and it's just you know on the in breath you say to yourself so and on the out breath you say hum and it's just that simple um and you know whether you do that for 10 minutes five minutes 20 minutes half an hour you'll have dipped yourself into that calm cool pool of water um and that habit will become something that you actually love and want to make time for in a way that might surprise you um but that it it always comes back to bringing you you know you come out of it and it's not so much what happens in meditation literally while you're doing it it's what happens after and so you'll find that you have more patience that you have more clarity that you um you know, when, when I said at the beginning, you know, the first thing was to make yourself a priority, you know, maybe you were thinking like, I don't even know what I want to do, or I don't even know what I want to, I don't even know what restaurant I really like, <laughs> something like that, because you've kind of like deleted yourself from the equation so much that you're not even sure anymore what you really would do if it was just you and you were just making these decisions with nobody else to consider. And so this, the meditation will reorient you to yourself and the clarity that will come from that will make it easier for you to make yourself a priority because you'll know what is important to you and like what you even want to do and what you even like to do or don't like to do, you know, cause you'll, you'll, It'll be like you're in relationship with yourself again. And so then you can come at other relationships that you're in from a more whole person existence instead of just sort of like 10% of yourself, you're, you're 100. And so this gets you away, you know, meditation gets you away from the endless chatter into some silence, which most people like that sounds great anyways, right? 
And so, you know, it's like, you, you know, there's, it's just endless things like you're happier, you're more optimistic, you're calmer, you're more centered. So when something does happen that's shitty, it's not like, it doesn't mean anything to you in the sense that it's not like a direct, it doesn't, you don't make that situation mean anything about you. You're like, I'm, I'm good with myself. I know where I'm coming from and I know who I am. And yeah, external stuff's going to happen. You're not going to like, you know, meditate and nothing bad happens in your life anymore. Um, which is unfortunate, (laughs) but it's true. Um, but what will happen is that you know where you're coming from. You know what you stand for, you know, your values. And, and so when external shit hits you, it's, it's just like, okay, whatever I can like, I'll deal with this. I can deal with this, meditate some more so I can remain calm while it's happening. And, you know, work my way through the feelings, but it's not, it doesn't, you don't make it stick to you. It doesn't stick to you anymore the same way it might have, might have in the past. So overall, meditating by slowing your mind and your body down, you open yourself up to hearing your intuition more clearly. Your intuition is like the wisest guide you have in your life. And so you want to hear your intuition and you want to hear your heart's desires um, loud and clear. So you can, you know, bring your gifts, bring your joy, bring your love out into the world because that is what is going to save the world. That is what's going to heal your family. That's what's going to heal your community is people living in their joy, living in love. Um, You know, I think I've said it before and I'll probably say it again, but like hurt people hurt people. Like, so if, you know, if, if one at a time we can all stand up and say, you know, I am in my life and I actually have figured it out where it's coming together and it's like, I'm enjoying it. I love what I do. I love this. I love that. Um, joy, I think is what really needs to come through at this point in time in the world and to just learn and live through joy. Uh, and that can be your guide as far as what you're feeling in your day and what your level of joy and like satisfaction is. Because uh, when we are doing things that are that we're inspired to do um, from a soul level, we have a lot more. You know, that's in uh, what do you call it? It's contagious. I would say, like people will see that they vibrate with that. They know they want that, and they, you know, they're. They want to be closer to you. They want to be around you. They want to experience whatever you're doing, whatever you're selling, whatever you're, whatever. Uh, And so that is, that's major. That's life-changing. That's world-changing. And and we do, each one of us have the power to impact that. One at a time. That's how pretty much any change happens. It never happens from the top down, which is too bad, but it's true. (laughs) 
Uh, anyway. And so that's that's the podcast. Um, again, let's do it just like as a summary, I guess. Um, three ways that rest can really, really change your life. Um, the first way is to, you know, make yourself a priority. So moving more deeply into rest is, number one, make yourself a priority. Because uh, until you do that, you really have no agency over whether you rest or not because you are, like, beholden to everybody else in your life first. And so rest will be, like, the very last thing at the bottom and maybe never happen. Uh, so number one, make yourself a priority. Number two, actually rest. So when you make yourself a priority, a rest would be like kind of one of the top things you might want to have to do at like right away. Um, whether it means getting more sleep or literally just resting while you're awake, but resting. So you're not constantly on the go and not constantly doing, 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 and kind of running around with your head cut off, that kind of thing. Um, and the other thing with rest, you know, not sleeping, but like rest is that when you're, when you slow your life down a little bit, that's where more joy can get infused. That's where more gratitude can get infused because you actually have time to look around you and see what is happening. (laughs) And sometimes when you're, you know, like just kind of in your tunnel vision, like I've got to go here, I've got to get this done and that and that, you miss like, you know, the fact that a cardinal just landed right beside you and sort of was chewing on some grass or something and like, isn't a cardinal beautiful? That kind of thing. Those things you miss. Um, And they add a lot of joy and a lot of pleasure to an hour or a day or whatever it is. You know, you miss some story that your kid has, some laugh together that you might have um, if you had some space uh, in in your day where you didn't quite feel so strapped for time. Uh, and so thirdly is meditation. And that will just really help clarify and solidify where what you even want like if you make yourself a priority the question the next question is like well okay what do i want to do what do i want to say what do i want to eat what do i want to whatever and so meditation will help you get back into your self and to really you know create that relationship with your soul with your heart so that you you know what your guiding light is um and then when you go out in the world you're not distracted by all the other external things that are like, no, I know better. No, I know better. And really they don't. You are the best, you know, you're the expert on yourself. And so that, once you have that, then you will find the external world will become a little quieter because you'll know like, okay, that's not even worth my time. Or, oh yeah, that, I definitely want to experience that. And and so it'll become a lot easier to make yourself a priority and to really be confident that where you're headed is in your joy. It is in your love and your fulfillment and your satisfaction to go in this direction. Um, and if you are interested, 
I guess if you want to amplify what you're doing on your own, um, being in community is a great way to do that. And for the month of June, in the Wellspring Collective, that is a membership group that I host, um, we have a $1 trial offer for the month of June. Uh, so sign up and you can check it out. Uh, it would be a great way for you to get into a regular meditation routine. Um, we meditate live twice a week. Uh, and then there's a new moon um, pre-recorded uh, intention setting um, and meditation um, session that gets emailed out around the new moon. And that is a really great way to just baby steps, get used to asking yourself, you know, like, what are my hopes and dreams? What do I want to do? What, you know, in short term and longer term, so it can be like, you know, the next month, it can be the next two years. But just to get used to asking yourself, like, what am I even like, what do I want to do? What, what am I here for? Like, what is, if it was just like all the same, what would I really want to do with my life? And so the new moon, um, you know, like hopes and dreams, goal setting, like it's, it's, um, it's just a way to start tapping into that and digging into like what, what you really want to do. What do you want to see in your life? Um, what do you wish for yourself and for others? And then it's a really cool journal to have as the years go by because you can read back and start to see like, oh yeah, oh yeah, that worked out. Awesome. That's cool. And you can see the progression in your life and the way that experiences unfold for your highest good. Uh, so yeah, if you do want to try, um, the month of June is $1. Uh, you can go to lisanickel.ca backslash trial, T-R-I-A-L. And you can look at the details there. It's $1 for June. And if you want to stay, it'll automatically um, start charging you the regular monthly fee. Um, but if you, you're like, nope, that's not so totally my thing, you can cancel at the end of the 30 days and no problem. So check it out if you're interested. Uh, it's for the month of June, so you can join now. You can join at the end of June, whatever you'd instantly get access to like a bunch of, I mean, we have a couple years of meditations at this point, so we have lots of different topics. Every month we have a theme. This month is slowing down. And so it's very much applicable to this podcast episode. Um, and so if you want a little extra boost in that, this would be a perfect time to try it out and see if it is something that amplifies and encourages you in a direction that you want ahead. Uh, again, the link is lisanickel.ca backslash trial. The link will be in the show notes if you want to check it out. And um, I think that's it. I hope that you enjoyed this. I hope that it will encourage you to just slow it down a notch, um, which can be tricky and a fine balance. Like it's always something to kind of reassess. Um, but to have, you know, that influence in your life, I think will help in the long run. 
because uh, in society today we kind of run on a little bit like super fast <laughs> super fast mode and that is is not the that's not the mode that works with creativity and you know really enjoying life to the fullest all right so that's it oh thanks for being here thanks for listening i appreciate you taking the time and i will see you on the next episode take care have a great day